0: Callboy Podcast, the show dedicated to the half-demon hero, hosted by me, Kate Thompson.
1: And me, Mark David Christensen. Yeah! Yeah! And we're back with the final chapter of Abe Sabian, The Drowning. Yeah. Uh, we've been loving this one. We've been really liking the eerie, haunting tone throughout. So it's going to be fun um, to come to a c- conclusion with it.
0: Perfect for October, man
1: very perfect and as you said that this will be the last episode to to post before the the October holiday so let's wish everybody out there all our listeners happy halloween happy <laughs> halloween <laughs> <laughs> That's my witchiest. <laughs> I absolutely love it. And also for the listeners, they can't see the visual that I'm experiencing because you're out of town recording. We're like, we like swapped, which is sort of funny. I was out of yeah. town recording, you now are. But you're under a blanket, so it's extra haunting.
0: <laughs> I feel like, yeah, I was saying, I feel like I'm going to sleep over, like telling you a scary story. <clears throat> oh, I love it. Well, this is definitely... Uh, the right
1: book for a scary story. Yeah.
0: These are <laughs> the, the sacrifices we make for audio quality.
1: <laughs> we try our best. We try.
0: <laughs> At least that. Yeah, there is
1: that. Um, sometimes our best is not up to other people's par, but who <laughs> <fucking> cares? <laughs> but being the Halloween season, that will bring us right into our first segment or our first and only segment before the story. Um, it is a Halloween
0: hell to pay. Woo! <laughs> this comes <laughs> from <laughs> that's my theremin spend money
1: yeah. <laughs> well this comes from this is a fun little um, dark horse gift um, in regards to the holiday uh, season of halloween this comes from c- cbr.com um at least this is where the the sources is, is coming from for me to find out about this the headline of this article is Um, for this announcement was Dark Horse gets in the Halloween spirit with free digital horror comics. So, um, that means for the remainder of October, up until the 31st, um, that that Dark Horse is offering anyone who signs up for a free account on the Dark Horse website, um, which would be digital.darkhorse.com. If you sign up for a free account on that Dark Horse website, you can read the digital first issue of a number of horror-themed titles, which include Harrow, Co- Harrow County.
0: Oh, I started reading that one.
1: It's really good. Yeah, uh, I didn't finish. I, I I probably only read it till the end of the first storyline.
0: There's like a Magnolia blurb on the first one, uh, a copy that I got. The, oh, like, nice! First collected edition.
1: Very good. I got it by yeah. issues, so. Oh, um, nice. Yeah, but that was you can read that. There's a book you can read also, Count Crowley, Reluctant Midnight Monster Hunter, and then, of course, Hellboy, and then She Could Fly, and other critically acclaimed comics. So they're like, all you have to do is go to that website, sign up, and then they'll give you uh, the first issues for free to read, and then maybe that will spark you to continue reading it.
0: Awesome.
1: Uh, yeah. And then also, in addition to that, free comics, of course, the Dark Horse also announced that it will be selling all digital available horror-themed graphic novels and comics for the month of October at 50% off.
0: Awesome.
1: So, and a little fun fact, Dark Horse Comic was founded in 1986, and is known for its iconic comic book titles such as Sin City, 300, and Hellboy. Ooh. So yeah, that's a little cool. Ka-ka. Ka-ka. Uh, well, lightning bolt. <laughs> I love it. Um, <laughs> but it's very cool. I think that's a cool little fun thing to offer um, new readers, maybe yeah. old readers as well, to get on their digital format. I know digital can be a little bit, you know, I I tend to. Want to get the printed issues as well. Right. But since we started the podcast, in order to save money as well, I I have really embraced Hoopla. For a while, I have the Marvel Unlimited when I could afford it, and I loved that too. It allowed me to read old backstories, especially because I don't... uh, Unless you're fucking rich and you just want to and you can own and you have space for everything,
0: yeah, the space really is the biggest <laughs> yeah. problem.
1: Yeah, and and I with the amount that I still buy, I still don't. I feel like I don't have the space. Yeah, but digital has allowed me to explore older comic books, become more versed in older storylines. Totally. By not having to like own them or have them, just like now, it's like I, it's like what if I read like the first original Fantastic Four? I really loved it and enjoyed it. But I definitely was not like – if I would have bought like an omnibus of that, I would have been like, now what do I do after I read
0: it? Yeah, right. Who do I give this to?
1: Yeah, exactly. So that's how I embrace digital in that sense. But who knows? One day we'll probably all go digital anyway, I guess. But I hope we don't completely.
0: Yeah. (laughs) It's nice for like – expand. you know, it's making stuff accessible. That's really cool about it. But yeah, I definitely there's something about the – tactile experience of having a comic book.
1: Yeah, totally. I think I'll sign up for the digital dark um, horse just to check it out, see if it's cool. eventually going to be something that I yeah, want Yeah, you to can have. make a
0: free account. I'll try it too.
1: Yeah, I think I'm going to definitely do that. And then, I mean, I, I do do a thing too, similar to if I ever buy vinyl, I love a, like a digital copy of it. Yeah. And then I love, for Marvel, I have to hand it to them, on their current comic book's they have a, di- a free digital copy as well that I then have an app that I can read them through. Nice. And I like that option because like I tend to, like, after I'm done with the physical printed version, I pack it up, put it in a box, and now Marvel allows me to have that access without. If I don't want to, I don't have to go to the... Pull out my box to get it.
0: Yeah, I don't. I don't want to get like Cheeto dust on all my comic books. You know, like I don't exactly. want to just grease them up. <laughs>
1: we know so you. It is, yeah, always eating greasy Cheetos. Constantly.
0: If I could, I I really would.
1: <laughs> oh, there's yeah. a there's a book in here that I think I don't know if we've talked about it, but we might have on the show, uh, but called um, Anthony Bourdain's Hungry Ghosts Number One, and I think that's a free read. He wrote it. Uh, I think it's he's he's involved in it. I think it's oh, inspired interesting. yeah, and I think he might have been in co like it's he's one of the writers. Cool. He's one of the writers with another writer, Joel Rose. So okay. I definitely uh, want to check that book out on this free offer.
0: Hell yeah,
1: so I'll go do this.
0: Let's do it.
1: Have a happy Halloween. Have a safe <laughs> and spooky Halloween. <laughs> Good Halloween voice.
0: Thanks. I was just going to say we never get trick or treaters on a regular year. So, I know I'm not going to see anybody. Like kids don't go to apartment complexes, you know. It, especially in LA, like if I was a kid in LA, I'd be going to like West Hollywood, Beverly Hills and just <laughs> yeah. like looking for I'd be like the full-size candy bars come from this neighborhood.
1: You're totally right. You should do that. If you're a trick or treater, yeah. you got to you got to exploit it hundred percent. When I was in my, not not the apartment before where we live now, but when I lived alone, I didn't plan for trick-or-treaters because it was an apartment building with a lock and key. Oh man, to get you in. got it just in case. I didn't. And I just sat on a bed while somebody knocked and I was like, I can't act oh, like I'm no. not here because <laughs> I don't have a can- I don't have any
0: damn your, candy. Your apartment door is going to get toilet papered. <laughs> yeah, I didn't, but you know, they definitely hated me. Yeah. There's no like repercussion if you live in an apartment building.
1: I know. I guess we have to get candy because we now live like on a suburb, but I don't expect people to go
0: out. I doubt it. it I doubt just feel so weird. Do you have any Halloween plans this
1: year? Because I was like, maybe I'll just sit like make a marathon of movies. I was thinking about doing that's
0: usually what we do. Like and we've seen we went and saw drive in of um so it was the one of the Beyond Fest nights. Have you ever done those the I movie haven't. festival Beyond Fest? It's really fun. Like last year, it was at the Egyptian theater, the the one that I went to, and they had Tom Atkins movies, like a bunch of different Tom Atkins movies. And then he came out cool. and like answered some questions. It was really silly and fun. And uh, like this year, they're doing it all at this drive-in that's like about like f- an hour away from where we live. So we're like, let's just do it at the Mission Tiki drive-in. And it was it was really, really fun. The one movie was The Burbs. And the other movie, like the opening movie, was this uh, The Wolf of Snow Hollow, which I guess Jess like sort of knows the guy who like wrote and directed it. He used to work at College Humor in some capacity. Oh, But it was cool. It was like an interesting werewolf movie. And I had never seen the burbs. I had it confused totally with Money Pit. I thought we were going there to see Money Pit. 100%. Hundred percent.
1: Wait, you thought that Money Pit would be Money Pit would be a, a Halloween? Uh, I mean, like, The Burbs is barely a
0: Halloween movie. It's for like,
1: sure, I agree. It's like you know, but it's like, but I do think it's a genre that you're gonna watch more predominantly in October.
0: Yeah. And Money Pit, I don't want to spoil the ending of it, but there's some spooky (laughs) stuff at the end of Money Pit. I don't remember there being. I I won't even say it because it truly is worth watching, and I don't think that you'll run into a spoiler of that movie anywhere else. Okay. Um, Okay. I remember liking Money Pit maybe a little more, but I did like the Burbs, except for apparently like the director had to change his ending. Because I, I didn't love the way it ended, and, and my friend Luke was like, oh, well, the original ending was much better. and, and Oh, interesting. Yeah, yeah. Well, see,
1: the ending is just like what was different. Did they not find the bones in the back of the car?
0: I'll go ahead and spoil it. Yeah, so it's like. Spoiler for Burbs right now. Spoiler for the Burbs for a movie that came out in like 1986 or some shit. Um, <laughs> so in the Burbs. They're in the suburbs. Uh, Tom Hanks and his neighbors think that the new neighbors that moved in are creepy and weird. They wait for the neighbors to leave and they break into the neighbor's house and like find all this like suspicious shit. But at the end, it turns out that the neighbors are actually nice people. And uh, Tom Hanks has this whole monologue of like, oh, we're the monsters. But then double twisteroo, they open up the trunk of the neighbor, the new neighbor's car. It's full of bones. The new neighbor tries to, like, inject Tom Hanks with some, like... Serum. Serum, (laughs) yeah, to be like, uh, you're dead now. And they are bad. And I guess the director was pressured by the studio to make that change. And it's like, what a dumb change. Like, the lesson of the story is you should be afraid of your different neighbors. Yeah, I guess I I had totally forgotten...
1: I'll admit, like Burbs was never a movie I absolutely loved or held on to. You know what I mean? I just I can knew it. See why? Yeah. It's and, I like... pr- and I don't even know if I the la- I don't even know if I've ever watched it from start to finish. I feel like it's been at parties or people started it like a sleepover, yeah. and I just never got into it. And I remember there's the a bones couple like part.
0: choice lines in the movie. Like there's a couple really fun lines, but beyond that, it's like. I could leave this.
1: For sure. His neighbor's yeah. funny. I remember his neighbor being funny. Right. But that guy was funny from just... He was like a good 80s actor. He's
0: Yeah, he's a funny guy.
1: So it was just supposed to end on like... it. We as society, in a sense, is, is the monster for being scared of anybody that's different than us.
0: Right. Right. I like they're that. like They're like Eastern European weirdos or something. And like, you know, they're like... Just the creepy male members of the Adams family, basically. Yeah. <laughs> but wow. yeah, that's that was it. That's cool. um Yeah, but the the Wolf of Snow Hollow was like interesting and worth checking out.
1: Okay. I'll definitely have to check when it comes on a streamer, I'll have to check that out. I think. Yeah. Um I don't think it's on there yet. I think it's fairly new. So
0: sorry if you love the burbs. Yeah, sorry if you love the burbs. I but- thought it was totally
1: fine. It is. I mean, I remember it being entertaining. I do think yeah. what's his name is. I think there's some good actors in it. Uh, what's his name? Uh, there's great actors. Laura in it, Dern's yeah. dad's in it is the military guy, and I, I'm blanking on his Bruce, name. Bruce Bruce Dern. Dern yeah. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. You got Bruce Dern. You got uh uh, you got Corey Feldman in like a funny, like sort of like ha oh, dude kind of a role. Yeah. You have a you have a criminally underused Carrie Fisher.
1: Yeah. She's in it for like
0: 11 seconds. And she she just plays like it reminded me of like improv scenes with somebody who would be like who calls women in in the scene, either a whore or their mom. (laughs) 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 It was like the mom she played, like the wife of Tom Hanks, who was just nagging him to do something on vacation other than hang out. And at one point, Bruce Dern and uh, the other guy. Oh, my God. What the fuck? Oh, Rick, do is the other guy's name? They come over to be like, "Can Tom Hanks come out to play?" And she's like, "No, he can't." Like, literally supposed to be like a mom. <laughs> Very done. Uh, Henry Gibson is the doctor, the one weird neighbor. Right. Who's like the other, like a big actor, I guess, in there. Or I don't know if it's if Big's the right word, but he's. I think he, he's in everything under the sun. You I know? feel
1: like he has an Oscar too, but I could be wrong.
0: Then I guess Big would be plenty fine to call him.
1: Like, I I feel like Henry Gibson, at least, I know him from Nashville. Oh, he was just, he does not have an Oscar, but he was nominated for two Golden Globes. And it was from Nashville that he was nominated. That's what I remember him most from.
0: He should have been nominated for the movie I remember him most from, which is Biodome. (laughs) Great. (laughs) (laughs) Or Gremlins too. Awesome. He's a very funny actor. I like him a lot.
1: Yeah, he's good. He's solid.
0: Anywho, yeah, that's my that's my takedown of the burbs. Love it. Could just could have been better. That's all.
1: Hey, that's okay. Totally a funny. Lot of could, that could be better. We better. We have to always say. It. We gotta say it.
0: Yeah. <laughs> we got. Hey, we gotta tell the truth on this podcast. Okay. Yeah, it's
1: a truth podcast.
0: Yeah, we're dropping truth problems over here. <laughs> Don't
1: fact check us, but we'll tell the truth. Never fact check us, please. All right. Well, in in regards to fact checking, let's get some credits about um, the Abe Sabian, the drowning. We're we're closing it out.
0: Yeah. Written by Mike Mignola, illustrated by uh, Jason Sean Alexander, colored by Dave Stewart, lettered by Clem Robbins. Edited by Scott Alley, boo, Woo-hoo. and published in uh, June 2008. Uh, yeah, so we we leave off where uh, with Abe talking to the son of that sea witch from the previous uh, issues that we've seen. Yeah, and the son is basically like the spirit of this uh, of the sun. He's saying. They're using my body, these de- these devils are using my body to pull the dagger out of their master who's trapped in the body of this, like, warlock, this Dutch warlock. So the little devils can't grab it, but they're going to use my body to do it. You got to stop them. So... Cover? It's just the dagger, from yeah, what I see.
1: It's in dark. It's like...
0: It's in the depths of the sea. See,
1: it's very much it's just... got,
0: like, sea foam around it and, like, bubbles as, it's, as it apparently sinks to the bottom of the ocean.
1: And I think it's just, like, like the other ones, I, I think I've just kept saying they're, like, little teasers to what's to come. This one just feels like a very simplistic fin- fin- finality to the story. Like, it's like... It's, like, like
0: tr- it's ominous, though. You don't know yeah. how to interpret it, except for the fact that you know the dagger com- one comes out of the guy because it's... You know, loose. It's warlockless. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And it's floating to the bottom of the ocean. So, is that good or bad? We'll find out. We will. Yeah, we will. Ooh. I wish I had a theremin in, in real life. I bet they're expensive. Oh. They're so fun.
1: They are cool. <laughs>
0: um, if you like a theremin, I'm just going to plug
1: real quick. Yeah. You should check out the band, The Octopus Project.
0: I will. The, the, um,
1: I've been the, making the a woman spooky in...
0: playlist on Spotify, man. Oh, they might
1: they're not as spooky as you think. They're not spooky at all. I don't know what I Oh, they're just they just have a prominent theremin player. Yeah, they have a the the they all like mix up things, but she I've seen them her live them live and the woman in the in the the band plays a f- f- the theremin very well. Like like almost like a like a a classical instrument is the way she plays it.
0: Awesome. Yeah. So
1: yeah, check out the Octopus
0: Project. Following them, <laughs> hell yeah, cool. So imagine a theremin is playing. Oh, I guess it wouldn't be that. This is like a <laughs> like a what a European island off the coast of Italy or some shit. So, a spooky accordion is. I'm gonna playing. tell you
1: right now, if 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 Vincent Price got hold of this story, there would be a fucking theremin sound. There would be, a,
0: <laughs> and I would never argue with Vincent Price. Neither would I. We open on Saint Sebastian we see the 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 church with the like eerie green light emanating from it the like soul light we see bodies strewn about on the street um sapped of their essence and then we see back underground with Abe talking to the son of this witch who's telling him oh i had a secret entrance but the devils like wrote a little something on it and I can't access it through there anymore. And Abe's like, I'm not supposed to go into the church. Your mom said not to. And he was like, it's a good place. My mom says it's cool. People did bad things on this Island. So they remade the church, you know, and they invoked my father's spirit. And then my mom was there and she created me. And then you see that he's like, you see the mom forming him out of like, Earth and twine and like seashells and shit. So he's basically like a homunculus, right? Yeah, or I mean, some kind of thing that's like that.
1: Yeah, I would agree. Or just of magical origin. You know what I mean? Yeah. You no, know, like I, I, I don't know if necessarily he is exactly a homunculus because a homunculus, uh, I think, is made from clay and that and, and those, like, herbs like herbs and herbs. blood and shit. Yeah. Whereas he seems to be more. His existence comes from more of, like, a magical, grander, like, some sort of source with this, this sea god, yeah. I would think.
0: There's a very, like, there's a panel where the sea witch is looking up at this light emanating down on her, and it's very Catholic to me. It's, like, yes. very, she's very, like, saint-like. It's, like, very much like a Madonna, but an ocean-y version of it, which I guess you could construe as, like, super, what's the word? Like, uh, fuck <laughs> <laughs> super... super like heretical okay but it's uh, only if you're only if you went to Catholic school for 12 years otherwise it's just cool looking <laughs> like they're basically like renaming this church they're like reclaiming the church yeah they literally have this image that's I think is intentionally supposed to mirror like a Madonna and child kind of image with um, a son being born of like spiritual intervention,
1: I hundred percent don't. I mean, I don't disagree with you because the the previous issue, her the the witches, the sea witch's presence was they they pretty much without saying they said like she came about in the same means, and you could you could say as Christ. you know what I mean? That yeah. like that this the sea god sent her sent or oh, excuse me sent my mother the sea witch and then the sea witch it's like this who knows what the sea witch how the sea witch was born cuz her mother was sort of like conjured up by the sea god like a christ figure and then now maybe that's sort of been passed down and this weird yeah i don't know it's it's very magical mystical religious
0: yeah so mysterious These mysteries. (laughs) And yeah, so he, this spirit of the sun is kind of like lamenting that. He's like, oh, my father is powerful and he gave me this life and I fucking wasted it. They're going to use my body to do the only thing that I'm not supposed to do, which is pull the dagger out of the sky. I can't go there. You got to go. And then as he's kind of explaining that, we see panels of one of the devils coming out to the front of the church, basically to stand guard, to like post up at the door. So it's going to be tough for Abe to get in. And then the son continues to tell Abe, you got to go. They're going to use my hand. I can't be responsible for this. Abe's like, I'm going to go. I'll I'll go stop them. And he's like, it's going to be my fault. And he's like, no, it's going to be my fault. So it's like a continued thing of Abe feeling that pressure and that guilt. Yeah. And just Oof. being worried that he's not going to rise up to the occasion here.
1: Yeah, a lot of self-doubt still, even in our final issue.
0: Big time. And we see like as Abe is Emerging from underground, coming up to the church, the hand of the sun is on the dagger inside the church and is like burning. But they're still going to yeah. compel like the demons are going to compel him to pull that Yikes. out of their warlock master guy.
1: And I like that uh, that panel above. I love all the coloring that's been going on thus oh, far. Yeah. Especially like the, the, the blue, the blue, slightly little bit of red coming through when he's talking with the spirit of the, the sun. But then just that, that still outside in those panels where the, the little devil comes out from the church. I love how Stuart is putting that yellow hue over the building itself.
0: Yes. And then yeah. that
1: green that's just overtaking everything. From the yeah, the flame green is just like eyes.
0: emanating from inside. Yeah, and from inside the eyes of the sky.
1: Yes. I love all this coloring. It's so Bad cool. stuff.
0: Bad shit's going on in there.
1: And I just he's just his stewards is so good because even though we have like a yellow and a green on the same page with, with Abe emerging from the from the sewers. Yes. They're never my eye is never competing for those that green and that yellow. He just finds the perfect combo to make it so Abe. Hops.
0: yeah it's like the town has like this acrid yellow like brown color that's so distinctly like it's like devoid of all other life and Mm -hmm. all all like light it's like as dark as it could it feels so dark here almost like there's like clouds covering everything yeah it's really cool (laughs) it really is (laughs) <laughs> Abe has his gun drawn and he is going to approach this church. He sees one of the devils posted up outside with his candle. We saw them in an earlier issue where he is going to, like he's been able to make his shadow kind of cast his shadow along and it like can kill, it killed the witch. So we're, we, we see Abe and immediately two, two shots right into the guy. Boom. <laughs> one right into the head, it, like blasts out the back of the head. But oh shit, the shadow is still, emerging but then he's abe sees the candle uses his noggin and blasts the candle in half what a good shot
1: yeah i again the other difference between him and hellboy i love that Abe actually paid attention in firearm training
0: (laughs) yeah yeah he's like a great marksman He, he shoots the candle and the shadow immediately like dissipates and goes away and then it's just a the smoldering candle and the what's left of the head of this guy he's he's gone (laughs) he's subdued and then abe you see him opening the door of the church and here he hears his inner monologue again i warned you do not go there
1: and i love that panel i gotta stop on this panel totally i'm just loving the coloring and i think we're like in this finale finale we're getting a lot of like it's quieter than I that I think would expect on a final issue. Yeah, because we are driving towards the end, but they're and I, and I when I say quiet, I don't think it's like there's not a lack of urgency. There's not a lack of energy. It's just they're confident enough that they're just because like I love this quiet panel and all you get is that bubble of I warned you, but that coloring if the light, the green light hitting Abe. Mm-hmm. is enough to build that tension in oh, this. Oh, absolutely, yeah. <laughs> and I
0: love it. Because we've, we've, you know, we've seen his warnings to not go in. We've seen, like, the witch being like, don't do that. Don't go in there, okay? <laughs> yeah. And so that's, like, a little reminder for this because we haven't seen it so far, really. this We kind of see him say it to the sun, but basically they really were emphasizing, you shouldn't go in there. Something bad's about to happen. Yeah. So it's, and also, like, light, I mean, I'm thinking from, like, art history class kind of shit. Like, light representing knowledge, basically. True. So this kind of light, but like an eerie bad light being cast on him, this, like, knowledge of something that he may not be ready for. It's uh, it's really, uh, like, an interesting use of color. You know, we can expect nothing less from Dave Stewart at this point. Yeah. He's just so good. As he opens it, he continues to hear this, like, warning from the witch in his head. We see the body of the witch... In the circle where she was like revived for a moment, but now it's like she's looking pretty gnarly. Yeah, and then Abe's face, kind of squinting at the the light that's like blaring out from whatever's happening inside the church. The close up of the witch with the glowing eyes. Yeah, you are not ready to see what's there. They invited my father's spirit into that church. And Abe's, like, sh- like shielding his eyes from the light. He's completely engulfed in, like, in white. So I don't
1: think he's shielding his eyes. Just no? to, if you pull closer to it, I think it's a smell. Oh. Look, he's doing Oh, this. you're totally
0: right. Oh, my gosh, you're 100% right. It's okay. I just think that— Which makes perfect sense, too, considering what— You see next. —is here, yeah. <laughs> you see that, like, all of the these, like, ornate, beautiful carvings from this church, but they're covered with— Various sea creatures, dead sea creatures, huge, enormous dead octopus wrapped around and tied to a statue of some saintly figure. We see shark jaws and uh, like starfish attached to everything. (laughs) The suspended tentacles of the various octopi are really the creepiest thing.
1: Yeah, the one that's like on the back. On that side profile where it's like a statue at the back. Like, yeah, it's like a helmet of uh, weird.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Like they totally, the townspeople fucking desecrated this church and like completely remade it to, okay, well, we'll just make it for the God that gets us some results around here because this place sucks. (laughs) Um, One saint is like adorned with these various like conches and, Her eyes are covered by, like, these clamshells. And the whole thing is just like, okay, what did I walk into? (laughs) Um,
1: Which is a great expression that you just nailed. I think at the bottom of this panel, when he's like, "Who who, who is your... And it's Abe speaking. The expression... That Jason, Sean Alexander has given Abe is exactly what you just said. Like, what am I? But it's also a perfect expression to what we're about to see, which is even a a bigger hit for us as readers.
0: (laughs) Yeah. As we see him, like, um, you know, this bright, bright light is shining on him. My father, who is your turn the page? And we see, like, the deity that we last saw in, well, we saw all in Plague of Frogs. And then he was also in um probably
1: it's Plague of Frogs and the Dead, I
0: think. Or he sees it in Plague of Frogs first, like the big vision of him like being called to the ocean. And then you see this flashback of Langdon Everett call in the full suit. I think it's part like of the, the diving d- suit. That's yeah. in Plague of Frogs. I think
1: it's Plague of Frogs and the Dead, because it's ABC. I mean, that's when he goes into Call's house and the corpse wife tries to keep him there and things like oh, that. Yes.
0: yes. Yeah. So it's in in a sense.
1: I mean, we're not nailing or like we're not just we're not scholars. We're not like I don't have I really don't have an encyclopedia brain for this. But it's throughout that whole journey of Abe Sabian discovering his past that's the first time we see this image, and it's from when he was a human, Langdon Everett Call. Yeah, and that was the last time. And it's interesting that we are now having this come back to us and it's only in a single panel for this issue. Yeah. Yeah. And he's just saying who is your as you said, if you it's implying father, who's your yes. father to these to this god all of this this lineage that's son. And then Abe's father uh, is
0: like hello son like but <laughs> yeah. you know in his floaty fishy kind of a way, he basically is like a he is like if a jellyfish you know was combined with this uh, some sort of an anemone and like has these like floating sort of very ethereal floating kind of a creature. Yeah,
1: and he's almost like that angel form that the 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 German yeah. doctor in the BPRD storyline when that thing ripped turned him inside out and they had to fight him. Yeah, yeah, it's almost like that it's it's just it's so creepy. And he's like
0: um <laughs> inscrutable you know you can't really like tell what this thing is thinking it doesn't have any like what we could interpret as eyes or any kind of like mouth necessarily Mm -hmm. like we don't know how this thing can communicate we don't know if or what it's feeling it's just this big ominous very powerful creature that's just casting this super bright light down on abe and then it cuts right to the very next thing we see the dagger emerging from the chest of the warlock, and it hits the ground. We hear too late, and Abe turns to see the remaining devils, the two remaining devils, the sun's body, and the body of the warlock who speaks. <laughs> Sedubara shoga. Like he's like, I'm awake. <laughs> it's me. <laughs> Sedubara here. I I'm back. <laughs> I'm back, baby. <laughs> That's what Sugak Vama translates to roughly as, I'm back, baby. <laughs> what now? Abe starts just blasting. He's shooting <laughs> off rounds. What else do you do in that situation? Exactly. He's <laughs> like, uh, well, this worked for the other guy. so Blast the, the uh, Sedubara in the chest a bunch of times. Blast the sun's, what's left of the sun's body. Blast the, and finally hits the, the, big demon who's been containing all of the souls from this whole island. I think you refer to him as the
1: soul cooler.
0: (laughs) Soul cooler. Soul Cooler sounds like a really good like funk album or something. Um, <laughs> oh yeah, uh, Funkadelic's Soul Cooler. I love that album. Top favorite, um,
1: favorite. So Top five. stupid.
0: <laughs> Bootsy Collins recorded Soul Cooler in a single weekend. Um, he gets shot in the head and explodes like a big water balloon full of souls <laughs> and it blasts the door of the church it sends Abe flying back um the green like soul energy comes rushing out of the now wide open like doors off of the doorway of this church Ooh. and it rushes over the bodies that are still lying all over the streets and then color returns to that, like, out to this town, sort of like a softer, like, clay tone now, as opposed to this, like, brown yellow color that it was when it was, like, eerie and, and, and death, you know? Yeah. Then we continue to hear um, in Abe's mind I warned you, but you are brave. Uh, you are brave, but mostly you are still human. Sedubara learned his art from Gerinium, from the teeth of the serpent herself, Heka Amemra. Who? The black goddess. And then, so, like, the witch is continuing to, like, communicate with Abe and let him know, like, this warlock learned his, is, like, he's fucking pre-human, learned his shit from the, basically, the the lady devil, like, the worst thing ever.
1: Well, have you figured out, I don't know if it's a big reveal, but have you figured out, I think you... There's a big hint in what that just said of who the black goddess is. I mean, Heka
0: Amemra makes me think Hecate. Yeah. But I don't know if Hecate is the right. witch who serves the black goddess or if they're the same one and the same.
1: From what I remember, and I believe it is one and the same. Okay. Well will they'll, they'll, we'll, I believe as we continue there'll be more information. And Serpent
0: about that. the Serpent yes. herself. Yeah. So that makes sense. She's ancient. <laughs> Very ancient, apparently. And Yeah, so it's like this thing, whatever humanity he learned, it's all gone now. He was in that box under the sea and he's just like, he wants everything to die. He hates humanity and is pure destruction now. He's completely engulfed in these like weird, dark fire like cherry cola looking, <laughs> you know, like yeah. this sort of like maroon with like this center of like, it's just like bad, bad energy yeah. tentacles kind of like wrapping and writhing around him.
1: Yeah. I um, love the coloring on this. Um, yeah. It, I think you nailed it. Like there's like, it's their tentacles, but there's such, there's like a, an energy and a fire coming from them. Yeah. And I, and I, I'm really wondering how they decided on this choice. Cause I think it's great. If this was if this was Stuart or if this was Jason Sean Alexander's choice at the top of his head in that panel, how it's like smudged almost.
0: Yes, yeah. It
1: gives that weird vibra like a weird vibration to it.
0: And his limbs are all like like obviously he's like a he's a almost like mummified. He's like mm-hmm. a gross dead body, but they're also like warped in such a way that it seems to be like turning with these tentacles and being like engulfed in the energy that's surrounding him. Like he's warped, you know, he's, he's inhuman. He's sort of human shaped, but he's, you know.
1: Yeah. This vessel is fucked and he's angry. Yeah. He's, (laughs) and
0: his like energy is literally like, just like he can't contain it anymore. It's just like out and following him as he walks. The witch continues to talk to Abe. Um, I'm responsible. He was in my keeping now. Leave him to me. You're alive. My spirit returned to this to this poor flesh. You and I planted that seed and like when they did the incantation in the earlier issue. And then she opens her mouth wide and a huge green eel emerges, <laughs> which um, Sedubar like almost seems to like, he like touches almost like gingerly at first.
1: Yeah, it's weird. It is like strange. Like in that panel, his hand's slightly touching it gently and he's like, huh?
0: Right, yeah, he's kind of like surprised by it, but then immediately is like, "Oh no, you're 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 my enemy! I'm strangling you!" <laughs> yeah, grabs the it grabs it, and then the eel is like wrapping around him, writhing around. They're like cursing each other out in an ancient <laughs> <laughs> language, you know, like a Hyperborean. They're like, "Fuck you! No, fuck you!" Here, you and, play um,
1: you play her. I'll play him.
0: Sure. Husa aga ut atum s Accent. I mean, what accent are we doing? I don't know. This is uh, utter nonsense. <laughs> and they, they're fighting and writhing around. They crash out of a side wall of the church and start to fall. Abe just gives a look out of the hole and says, Holy crap. Um. <laughs> The two continue to fight, uh, Sedubara and the eel, who was the witch. She's, like, crunching him. She gives him a really good crunch. <laughs> and they crash down into the water. Abe jumps in, fo- like, dives in and follows them, trying to see, like, what's happening. And he sees them continuing to fight. And finally, the eel really appears to have, like, the energy, the tentacly energy from... Uh, Setubara is completely gone. And the eel then turns to like stone and shatters like pottery or something. And from that eel, from the vessel of the eel that's left, emerges a beautiful golden fish (laughs) that swims around. And we hear the witch's words, as this is happening, I'm delivered into the sea, into the heart of my father. And here I will live forever. And the fish like goes away. So that's like the witch's spirit being like cast back into the ocean. We see the eel, what's left of like this stone or whatever, whatever this thing stone is made is of. Perfect, this, yeah. Yeah, the eel is like wrapped around the body, what's left of the body of Sedubara, who's like extinguished. His energy and power is gone.
1: Yeah.
0: And then it cuts to Abe kind of perched on the wreckage of a little fishing boat on the shore. He like senses or hears Professor Broom approaching him. And without like looking back at him cuz he's kind of like he can't really look at Broom yet. You you feel. Yeah. But you see all the helicopters like he knows that backup's here. And Abe tells him, "Sorry I let you down, professor." And the professor is basically like, "You didn't. It this turned into a complete shit show. We didn't know it. I have the dagger, which is nice." Abe's like, "Yeah, if I if we didn't pull it out, nothing would have happened." He's like, "If you know somebody this would have happened eventually and then it would have been even worse because you might not have been here or somebody who could intervene wouldn't have been here so you actually prevented a huge but you know potentially like some kind of apocalyptic event you prevented all of this stuff from happening and then we see like a cool kind of thing of the BPRD agents doing like um you know CSI shit like they're like in these big almost like spacey looking diving suits but they're like walking around collecting evidence taking pictures of stuff yeah
1: and i think there is evidence right here that you were right i i can't confirm but the son is a some form of of a humunculus because that's his remains
0: yeah he has like no organs or anything it's like he's shattered yes he could be like a version of that you know like yeah he clearly like had feelings in life but we know like homunculi are capable of that at this point mm-hmm. from roger and like so they're taking pictures of that which is interesting too there's like some precedent for when they find roger eventually and then um Abe and the professor continuing to talk uh the professor's like yeah all of the townspeople's spirits were consumed and used for these little devil's power but most of them went back to their owners like uh, to who was to the bodies that they were taken from. And Abe immediately asks, like, Hampton and Pratt, like, the two BPRD agents who were waiting there with him. He's like, no, not them. Like, some people did die. And then, so Abe has to live with that, especially, like, a member of the BPRD who, like, members of the BPRD who died. He has to, like, live with that on his conscious conscience. conscience. And, um, and then Professor Broome knowingly kind of asks, like, did you see anything at the church? Like he almost feels like he.
1: Yeah, he's like you said. You and he's also questioning. He's like you said, because this almost feels like this conversation's after, and probably they already debriefed Abe. Oh
0: yeah. And yeah. so it's,
1: he's like, "Hey, you said you saw something when you first walked in that church," and he's like, "I thought I did."
0: <laughs> yeah, I thought I did just for a second. I thought, I don't know. And then we see a quick panel of like, the his daddy, like, his dad, <laughs> the sea deity, dad. But it's, like, hazy now, too. Like, the outline isn't fully, like, isn't all black. It's, like, a little kind of, like, opaque. And he's like, I'm sorry, Professor, I I just don't remember. It's all right, my boy. You did well. I'm proud of you. Which is, like, a huge moment for Abe because that's kind of, like, half of the thing. Like, you know, he did, like, some BPRD agents died, but he prevented this huge thing. Professor Broom, a.k.a. everybody's foster dad, is proud of him. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Uh, at the bprd and then as he's uh professor broom walks away and abe looks down the shore and sees the soul of the sun he turns as he's walking towards the sea he turns and says thank you and then walks into the sea and is gone and the end over Sedubara enshr- like encircled by the eel that the witch inhabited to take him down It was so
1: cool. It's such a solid story and great. It's a
0: really satisfying ending to like a, such a creepy kind of a story where you get to have like this wrap up where Abe gets to, to know like, okay, I did the best I could bad shit happened, but that's kind of the name of the game that I'm in. I still overall, you know, did a net positive thing.
1: Yeah, I think I, I agree. And I, I like that it tonally doesn't lose itself in this sort of, like, you could categorize as a happy ending, right? It, yeah. It doesn't tonally, like, l- just become a happy ending. Even that ending of that thank you is still in the realm of this eerie event that occurred. This yeah. this spirit of the sun is walking out to the ocean to be, like, a mystery and, and part of Abe. And we're also left even more questions about this deity in Abe, which I think will... Possibly explore in the future, Abe Sabian. Um, I'm sure we'll lines. see.
0: We'll get a little bit of like this. They're just teasing it so much.
1: Yeah, that really I would
0: are. think that they'll maybe go into something more about it.
1: You are probably 100 percent right, but it is very interesting to me because I, I, I mean, I have I have questions that I want to know your thoughts on it. Like, is this thing is this thing separate from Abe? You know what I mean? Or like, is right. it his father? To, we joke by calling it his daddy, but is it actually him? You know what I mean, right? Because that's they what we
0: find that spirit. Yeah, and huh. he
1: merged with it, so it's like, and and there's so much being said here that I think is foreshadowing. Which is interesting that it's a foreshadow for beyond what we've read, because right. this, this story is the first mission of Abe. But all this foreshadowing, which I think is smart of of Mignola, is not foreshadowing or winking at stories you've already seen with Abe. Right. It's mainly going... It's
0: still giving you new information. Yeah.
1: Because I love particularly the line where she says to him, you are brave, but mostly you are still human. And I'm like, what the fuck does that mean? Right. For the future of Abe. You know what I mean? That seems like a big, like, wait, he's still human implying that he's not going to be like, like like, (laughs) there's something very cool there. And I love that. And she again feeds us more information, but it's just, it's, it's a solid, just procedural event for Abe. but again, giving, just filling in more, getting me more excited to, to hear more about Abe's future, even though this is the first, his first mission. I
0: love it. Yeah. It's really cool. (laughs) Did you have like favorite panels for this? There's a lot of cool stuff in this one.
1: There's a lot. I mean, I, I wrote down two things that I just wanted to mention that aren't panels that oh, yeah. I think maybe we didn't talk about, but we probably did. But I love the detail that those those little devils, their candle would float. Yes. I, yeah. I think that's such an eerie, and it's it's just it's small and detail, but it's like those kind of details that make I think this genre, especially in like horror, and uh, supernatural. It's that small little detail that takes like really sells sells the world, and I love that. Yeah, I lo- I thought it's very cool that like we have this yellow. I mean, excuse me, not yellow. This this green that was for these the little devils, but I love how the witch her color on her eyes is green, but it's not the same, and right. and saying that the em that she glows with with the ill. I think that. Again, it's just, just
0: like a blue or green. Yeah, and I love it's just that
1: Dave Stewart taking the time to make make that small difference, and it goes a long way. Absolutely, yeah. But I mean, if I was gonna have to pick panels, oh, I mean, I love everything that Jason Sean, uh Alexander is doing. I mean, oh, I mean him even even the panel. It's not one of my favorites, but him just quickly bringing back the slave trade and that one crack
0: panel is so
1: powerful
0: right because we already like they explained it but it's like this is a quick reminder of how bad shit got here like you know human fucking trafficking through here
1: and i love the choice that when the uh ill emerges from the witch that you put that in the you put that in a white panel where it just Mm -hmm. draws our eyes only to that event that is occurring before us which is horrific but it's also the heroic moment which is a fun duality in that i'm sorry i'm going around and not really picking a favorite no that's okay
0: (laughs) i really love the page i'll say when where abe first opens and sees the church i like the how the panels are a little like jagged and different sizes so it's a little like him quickly whipping his eyes around looking taking everything in and each thing is like more horrific than the next you know and it's particularly the statue with the back of its skull carved out and uh, replaced with the octopus with the tentacles suspended by these, by string. It's bizarre, man. Like it's so creepy. Yeah. And uh, But in that same, you know, he does creepy really well, but then he does like these kind of beautiful panels, like where the witch's spirit is finally freed back into the ocean as this golden fish and circles Abe. Like that line of light that fo- flows around Abe, I think is really, it's still kind of eerie, but it's really beautiful.
1: I 100% so, agree. Yeah. That, I mean, that fish was going to be on my top three, so I'm glad you got to, because I, and again, I, I think Jason Alexander, I think I've said this already, it's hard to pick a panel because I think he makes every panel work.
0: Yeah, they're so connected.
1: Because that whole page is just a great moment of it breaking out. It's swirling close around Abe, and then that wide of it just off to do whatever it's gonna do. As yeah. this little, and, it's, it, and I agree with you. It's a very pretty and gorgeous. It it leaves you with like this, a real like emotion. It like it hits you with emotional, like yeah. that whole page. Totally. Which I think everything Jason Sean Alexander is doing is hits you with like root. I, I I would I would love to know his process and where he comes from. Inspirational, wise, or him between him and his his pencil or his pen, because yeah. even that panel with the warlock mouse, there's just such energy coming off of it. You're just like, you feel it.
0: <laughs> oh yeah, it really
1: comes off the page. And I, even on the back, further in the beginning of the story, that first monk that comes out of the 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 church, that one panel of him in his him in his glowing eyes looking at his candle mm-hmm. is just. So powerful. And that's a single silent panel. Yeah. It's so hard to pick a favorite of Sean. I wanted to, I I do want to call this out because I think I always get a little wrong and I, I think I was slightly wrong. And also it shows the power, I think, of what Sean, Jason, Sean Alexander's done, which Kate, you've continually talked about his, his, his face, his use of face and his use of like the body. And I think, that adds to like why I think his storytelling and his visuals is so good, is because I think you have to look at it multiple times to catch every little step. And I'm I'm going back to that when he emerges into the church, because he does enter with his eyes closed. There is a lot of like energy and light hitting him. Yeah. And he, but then it's like that next panel he has to cover his mouth. And it's, but there's just moments.
0: There's no, there's no like, stock images for this artist. Yeah. You know, everything is so carefully thought out, and he's just such a, like, he's like a versatile guy. He flexes a lot of muscles in this one and draws a lot of different crazy shit and gets to get, like, really, like, psychedelic and corrupted with this, like, yeah. evil creature. Like, has gets to have a lot of fun with that. And, yeah, he can kind of, you know, he does at all and especially in this like this is like the perfect story for him in that it's like scary as shit has like a unnerving quality to it but also a beauty to it just like the sea
1: (laughs) (laughs) you yeah you nailed it i don't want to i don't even want to discuss it more because i'll just
0: episode over
1: (laughs) (laughs) done uh well i just feel like i would butcher what you just said perfectly um no way great work again he it just feels like he's such in tune with the writer Mignola, and with Dave Stewart. They just seem so all on the same page. Perfect Absolutely. perfect collaboration. Yeah. Yeah. Oh gosh. I don't know what else to say other than this was tops. Tops. Yeah. And it was You know
0: what it makes me think of is Mariner, the book that uh, Yes! came out yeah.
1: Uh, Mariner from prior guests, Michael Dean and Jonathan um Bedovic, Yeah. Um, I can't remember. I, I, I concentrate so much on getting Berlevicia right that I can't remember <laughs> Jonathan Marks Berlevicia.
0: He, so. I mean, we're probably still saying it wrong. Uh, probably, but, uh, uh, <laughs> but an awesome artist who they they just released their book.
1: Yeah, and the, the little teaser, we'll be having them on uh, um, sh- sometime in the, in the near future yeah. um, to talk Hellboy as well as The Mariner, and I I agree. I was like, is there a way, I think, scheduling, I really wanted to fit them into the story, but it just didn't work out Yeah, because their book was just still, with the mail being bad, I, I barely just got my copy. I don't think you've gotten yours yet. I right? just got mine oh, too. Oh, great. That's yeah. good to know. But everybody else, mm-hmm. if you haven't seen it, uh, The Art is Beautiful, the Mar- uh the mariner
0: um what is the full title I think it's just um I have it so close to Mariner I me, don't I think it's it. the mariner um, I have my copy <laughs> Mariner an Ancient Rhyme R I M E
1: Right right I said great um, <laughs> yes Mariner Great and right It's it's wonderful And uh, a little teaser for everybody out there that has has an issue that's possibly listening uh, you can see my face illustrated in there. Just saying,
0: just saying, just <laughs> bragging, just bragging. <laughs> it's not like I
1: didn't pay and back it to get that done. It's not <laughs> like they were like, "We love your face." <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's a great suggestion. I think that's perfect. And I also think, yeah. I think Jonathan's art is that is very similar. They're different because they're diff- two different minds, but they're very. Mm-hmm in tune with each other i think you
0: can like see the brush strokes and stuff in in certain things uh and jason sean alexander's and i think like jonathan baravecchia is very painterly in his in his inking too yeah um so i think that it they kind of i think that they recall each other in a, a little bit in their styles like they're sort of like Or, you know, uh, resemble, I should say.
1: Yeah, I agree. His is definitely more painterly uh, Jonathan's, though, for sure. Absolutely. His his own complete different style. And,
0: like, he does his own, like, colors and stuff, so it's, like, very – and especially for Mariner, it's, like, very – everything's wet. (laughs) Yeah. Feels like, you know, you feel the watercolor on it or – I mean, I'm not sure exactly what medium it is, but it very much looks like that and feels like, feels like in motion and stuff like that. It's, it's really, it's really an interesting book. I like it a lot. Yeah.
1: I'm, I'm excited. I haven't jumped into it yet. Um, But we'll get all those questions answered when we have them on.
0: Absolutely. It reminds me of, like, Sandman. It's kind of, like, trippy. Oh, yeah. That's great. In like, in the art, too. Like, the art is a little, like... I mean, the art for Sandman varies. It's all over the place. But, you know, it's, like, it's, like, dealing with, like, big, ambitious concepts. But also, like, small human things at the same time. It's cool. It's
1: really cool. Cool. Um, The only two suggestions I have are movies. One, they're very... Different from what we read and what we love about uh, <laughs> about the drowning, <laughs> uh, because of that, I because we love that golden fish at the end so much, it made me think of Life Aquatic with uh, Steve Zissou. Oh, yeah, just yeah. all the claymation animals. And I haven't
0: that. seen it in a long time me either, but oh, I, I love I'll it. Go back and watch
1: it. So I suggest seeing that. But then for the Halloween season, and we were sort of laughing joking about the halloween and, and we mentioned Vincent Price I'm just going to highly suggest if you haven't seen it you try to go out of your way and find the abominable doctor fives there's a sequel that's out there too but watch the the original first um but doctor fives phibes the abominable doctor fives it has it's a horror yeah, comedy it's camp it's camp it's great i love it the tone is so like f- still 50s uh horror and but then he like I I honestly think he's a predecessor to like sort of t- torture f- torture horror because yeah. it's all about a, a character getting revenge and it's great. Ugh. I'm gonna spoil. one I'm cool. gonna, I'll check I'm it gonna out. I'm gonna spoil one line with a little Vincent Price impersonation. <laughs> Because it's one of it's like yes. Nine Did This To Her, Nine Shall Die. <laughs> it's great movies. That was great. Uh so check that out. Those are my suggestions.
0: Oh <laughs> yeah. Oh, and you know what? I got this for uh Luke Field, who was a guest on the podcast a while back, but he loves horror, like he's in love with it, and he, um, he like offhandedly mentioned this like Vincent Price cookbook, Ooh. and I got him a copy for his like last birthday, and it's very fun. It's like a very like fifties kind of a cookbook. Like I guess Vincent Price was and his wife were like a like big party hosts. You yeah. Know? So it's got like really funny pictures. You can even just like Google some of the pictures, and they're like worth checking out um vincent price cookbook oh that's
1: awesome i love that i'll definitely check that out that's funny (laughs) <laughs> uh, well, listeners, uh, we want to hear from you, and we want to hear your thoughts on The Drowning. We hope you loved it as much as we did, but we'd love to hear all your thoughts on it. You can email us at awcrapahellboypodcast at gmail.com, and feel free to email us about any episode in the past, or, uh, and your thoughts on those, or anything in the near future. We'd love to hear from you. Again, that's awcrapahellboypodcast at gmail.com. You can also stay up to date with us on things coming up via um, social media. That's Instagram. We are podcast. Twitter, Hellboy. You can comment on anything. We encourage that. Just be aware that we don't necessarily will um, feature that on the, the show. If you do want to have any of your thoughts featured, do email us. But we want to hear from you. Um And then... Yeah. We want more people to, to listen to the podcast like you. So we're just asking that you, if you have on whatever platform you're listening to us, if you have the option, rate and review us. But please, if you could, go out of your way. Go on to Apple Podcasts slash iTunes, whatever the fuck it's called now. Uh, but,
0: a, <laughs> Apple, Apple Music? Yeah, whatever.
1: I think I just say I Apple Podcasts, but whatever it is. Go onto your iPod. Go on your iPod. Do this. Yeah. <laughs> But give us a, a fi- if you give us a five star review on Apple Podcasts, starting with the word "boom" in that review, um, we will read your review right here on the show, praise you, wish all everything delightful to you in your life.
0: Cast a spell for yeah. you for everything to go perfectly well yeah. in your favor. Exactly,
1: we call that "boom" reviews. Drop <laughs> us a "boom" review so we can praise you. Uh, but that's it. This has been a delightful read um, wow it, it because of our recording which no one knows you know there week to week're we when we can and schedule wise yeah I feel like it took us forever to get through this story but it was worth it because <laughs> uh, yeah. damn and it, I have to say this before we exit I'm it's, it's a it's unfortunate that I believe this is the this this is the last time Jason Sean Alexander will be in the mignola verse damn very unfortunate because i think he added so much to the world and
0: i have to check out his other stuff because it was really cool yeah
1: me too if anybody out there has a suggestion for us to definitely uh read for other work that he is part of jason sean alexander let us know hit us up yeah do that and thank you again (laughs) for listening
0: and remember we love you It's the opposite of, of the of Jacob Marley. <laughs> he wants you to spend money. Spend it. Uh, well, I guess. I Jacob guess Marley w- wanted him to spend money.
1: Yeah, on I think nice you're right. stuff. But he wanted you to spend money on, it so he would get the money. He wants you to spend money, but he's gonna take your money. He doesn't want to. We wanted his own Scrooge
0: money. to to n- not hoard it.
1: Yes. Don't Anywho, your money. oh boy, oh boy. What a, <laughs> what
0: a little hole I dug myself into. Ah!
1: Imagine a podcast. Now imagine a musical. Now imagine the two of them made one million babies. Well, you don't have to imagine it because it's real and it has a name. One million musicals. Each month, we bring you a brand new, original podcast musical featuring talent from across Broadway, films, and TV. You'll hear tales of spooky ghosts, Wild West shootouts, adventures on the high seas, and much, much more. One million musicals. Only a few hundred thousand to go. A Campfire Media Podcast. Campfire.